Before we start our story, we invite you to join the Circle Round Club. As a member, you can get ad-free episodes, bonus bedtime stories, early access to Circle Round events, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Join now and support the public radio podcast you love at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Hi, Rebecca Shear here. As you listen right now, the Circle Round team is busy creating even more exciting episodes for you, fun folk tales from around the world featuring fabulous actors from the stage and screen. So today we're bringing you a special encore edition from season two, a really beautiful story you may have missed the first time around. We'll be back with a brand new episode next week. Think about the last time you used your imagination, your creativity. Maybe you drew a picture or wrote a story, or you dreamed up an innovative way to solve a problem. That's exactly what the main character in today's story tries to do. In order to reach her goal, she needs to think outside of the box. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called 100 Rooms. Versions of this folktale originally come from Great Britain. Some really great people came together to bring you our tale, including seven-time Emmy Award winner Ed Asner, whom you grown-ups may know as Lou Grant from The Mary Tyler Moore Show and Santa Claus from Elf, and whom you kids might remember as Carl in the movie Up. Right now, Ed Asner is starring in his own one-man show, which we'll hear more about after our story. So circle around, everyone, for 100 Rooms. The morning of Frederick's 100th birthday, he woke up with a smile. He'd lived a long, happy life, working his way up to become a successful merchant, and raising three daughters whom he adored. Their names were Harmony, Melody, and Calliope. Frederick had always loved music, but he was too busy buying, selling, and trading to learn how to play an instrument. So he'd given his daughters musical names in hopes that someday one of them would become a musician. Harmony, his oldest, didn't seem very interested, nor did his middle child, Melody, But Calliope's ears had always perked up at the opening notes of any song, and from a young age, she was dabbling in all sorts of instruments, from the violin to the piano to the drums. To celebrate Frederick's 100th birthday, his daughters threw him a big party at his grand mansion. All 100 rooms of the mansion were brimming with smiling, chattering guests. After the guests had gobbled up their cake and gone home, Frederick called Harmony, Melody, and Calliope to his side. My daughters, today was marvelous. Thank you for such a glorious party. Harmony, the eldest, had grown up to become a businesswoman. You're welcome, Father. It was such a pleasure organizing the guest list and ordering all the supplies. And everything looked so perfect. Frederick's middle daughter, Melody, was a hotel manager. The staff set up everything just as I requested. The tables, the chairs, the flowers, everything. 
Frederick smiled at his two older daughters. You both did beautifully. Then he turned his eyes to his youngest. And you, Calliope, those musicians, wherever did you find them? I've never heard such wonderful music in my very own house. Calliope blushed. They're actually students at the music school where I teach. I've been rehearsing with them for months. And they were fantastic. Everything today was fantastic. But my daughters, that's not the main reason I wanted to speak with you. You see, I'm an old man now, and I won't be around forever. Oh, come now, Father. You're as spry as can be. That's very sweet of you to say, Melody. But I'm 100 years old. Soon it will be time for me to move on. And here I am with this grand mansion, 100 rooms full of marble floors and wood-paneled walls, brick fireplaces and spacious balconies. And I can't take any of it with me when I go. That's why when I do go, I'm leaving each one of you. He took a deep breath. One gold coin. Harmony, the businesswoman, cocked her head. Um, father, with all due respect, why leave us just one gold coin? Melody, the hotel manager, was confused, too. Right. Like you said, you're a wealthy man. Frederick's lips curled into a smile. Ah. But I wasn't always that way. When I started out, my pockets didn't contain much more than one gold coin. His eyes shimmered at the memory. But through years of innovation and patience, I got where I am today. So now, my girls, I'm asking each one of you to exercise those same skills. With just one gold coin, each of you must buy something. Something that will fill up every room in this mansion. All 100 of them. Wall to wall, floor to ceiling, corner to corner. All at the same time. Whoever does that... This entire place is yours. Harmony, Melody, and Calliope squeezed their father's hands. Harmony spoke up first. Don't worry, father. When I win, and with all my business savvy, I'm sure to win, I can assure you I'll take excellent care of this estate. Melody smiled sweetly. Don't get ahead of yourself, Harmony. With everything I've learned at the hotel, I'm sure to come out on top. (laughs) At which point, Father, I guarantee your home will be in the very best of hands. Now, unlike Harmony and Melody, Frederick's youngest daughter, Calliope, didn't have fancy degrees or a big staff at a hotel. What she did have was a warm smile, an even warmer heart, and the deep love of music she'd inherited from her father. She leaned into Frederick and kissed his cheek. Father... If I'm able to fill this house wall to wall, floor to ceiling, corner to corner, all at the same time, I promise I will give every single room the very best of care. 
I also promise I'll take care of my beloved sisters. Frederick held his youngest daughter's gaze for a moment. It looked like he was about to shed a tear. Then suddenly, he glanced at the big grandfather clock in the corner. (laughs) So late. Off you go, my children. It's been a long day. And this old man needs his beauty sleep. That was the last time Harmony, Melody, and Calliope heard their father's voice. A few days after the funeral, just as Frederick promised, each of the daughters received one gold coin. And they set off into the world to carry out their quest. Will Harmony, Melody, and Calliope find something to fill all 100 rooms of the enormous mansion all at the same time? We'll find out after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get back to our story, have you heard about the Circle Round Club? It's a super fun way to support the public radio podcast you love and get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with special Circle Round Club swag, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, ad-free episodes, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Sign up now at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today our story is called 100 Rooms. When we left off, a very wealthy and very old merchant named Frederick had just left each of his children one gold coin. Before he died, he told his three daughters they must buy something that would fill every nook and cranny of all 100 rooms of his mansion all at the same time. Whoever could make that happen would inherit the estate. Harmony, the eldest daughter, was a businesswoman. Soon after receiving the gold coin, she sat in her office chair and drummed her fingers on her big mahogany desk. Her colorful pet parrot was whistling and squawking in a cage in the corner. Okay, Harmony, you went to business school. Just do what you always do and make a list. One. Get the gold coin. Check. Two, take the gold coin home. Check. Three, figure out how to spend the gold coin. But how? And where? As Harmony racked her brain for ideas, her parrot's whistling and squawking grew louder. And louder. Ugh, I can't hear myself think with all this racket. Seriously, bird, if you get much louder, all your feathers will fall out. (gasps) That's it! Feathers! 
feathers. So Harmony set off around the country, buying up bag after bag of feathers. Really fluffy feathers, the kind you stuff into pillows and mattresses and comforters. When she got to her father's mansion, his advisors were there waiting. They all wore frowns. Life just hadn't been the same without Frederick around. Harmony dashed through all 100 rooms, tossing handfuls of feathers into the air. When she was finished, the advisors did a search to see whether Harmony had indeed filled every room, wall to wall, floor to ceiling, corner to corner, all at the same time. But by the time they reached the 25th room, they saw the feathers had settled to the floor. And so Harmony, the businesswoman, would not be inheriting her father's mansion. Meanwhile, Melody, the hotel manager, was thinking hard about how she might complete her quest. During her dinner break, she sat alone at a small table in the hotel's restaurant and poked at her food. All right, Melody, we're all about managing, so let's manage this problem. We have a gold coin. How do we spend it? Glancing around the restaurant, Melody thought about how beautiful the room looked with its crystal glasses, lacy napkins, and candles glowing on every table. (gasps) That's it. Candles. Melody used her one gold coin to buy up as many candles as she could. The next night, she rushed to her father's mansion, where his advisors were waiting. They still looked sad from missing Frederick so much. Melody strolled through the mansion and placed a candle in each room. Then she went back and, room by room, struck a match and held it to the candle's wick. Each time she did, the room instantly was saturated with light. When Melody was done, the advisors began their search. But by the time they reached the 50th room, they discovered the candles had burned down to puddles of wax. The rest of the rooms weren't filled with light. They were filled with darkness. And so, as with her older sister before her, Melody, the hotel manager, would not be inheriting her father's mansion. While all this was happening, Frederick's youngest daughter, Calliope, was hard at work at the music school. Her students had a recital coming up, and she wanted to make sure they felt prepared. In memory of her father, Calliope had composed a special song, one that she would perform solo at the end of the concert. She'd written the piece for the harmonica, one of her father's favorite instruments. With the gold coin he'd left her, she went to her favorite music shop and bought a slender silver harmonica, small enough to fit in her pocket. The day before the recital, Calliope told her father's advisors she'd be visiting the mansion. When she arrived, she noticed how blue they all looked. Hello, everyone. Look at your sad eyes. I know how you feel. I miss my father, too. This house feels so empty without him. Let's see if I can find a way to fill it up again. With that, Calliope walked through the mansion and opened every door. Then she went to the middle of the house and stood on the landing of the big, curved marble staircase. There, beneath a shimmering chandelier, she pulled her harmonica out of her pocket and began to play. Beautiful notes began drifting through the rooms, bouncing off the marble floors and wood-paneled walls, filling up the brick fireplaces and spacious balconies. 
Calliope played her father's song over and over and over. And when she finished, she saw all the advisors' frowns had transformed into smiles. Calliope, you've done it! You filled the house! You filled it with music! You filled it with joy! And what's more, you filled it with life! Just like when our father walked these halls. Calliope's eyes widened as her two sisters climbed up the marble staircase. Harmony! Melody! What are you doing here? The advisors called us as soon as you began to play. They told us you'd fulfilled our father's mission. So we're here to congratulate you, little sister. You've won. Calliope smiled. No, Harmony. I haven't won. She reached out and squeezed their hands. We've all won, sisters. All three of us. We won every day of our lives. After all, we had the wisest, sweetest father in the world. And now, we'll keep on winning together. You see, I promised father that if I successfully filled all 100 rooms, just as he'd asked, I'd give each one of them the very best of care. I also promised I'd take care of my beloved sisters, and I intend to make good on both those promises. So, she did. Calliope invited Harmony and Melody to come live with her in the mansion, and they gladly and gratefully accepted. Once they were settled in, Harmony handled all the accounting, Melody managed the household, and as for Calliope, well, she opened her very own music school right there in the mansion, and she and her young students made sure that all 100 rooms, wall to wall, floor to ceiling, corner to corner, were always filled with music. Now it's your turn. Let's say you were given one gold coin and a very particular assignment. You must use that gold coin to make the world a better place. What would you do? How would you use it? Think about it and talk it over with a grown-up in your life. After that, have your grown-up share what he or she would do. This week's story, 100 Rooms, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear, and edited by Circle Round's executive producer, Jessica Albert. Original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis, with harmonica playing by Mark Jaster. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina's created a coloring page for each and every Circle Round story, and we'd love to see you color them in. Ask your grown-up to visit wbur.org slash circle round, then click on coloring pages. Print some out, fill them in, and then, if you'd like, share them on Instagram. We're at instagram.com slash circle round podcast. Special thanks to this week's actors, Elle Borders, Richard Epstein, Laura Gardner, Anne Underland, Dolores King-Williams, Jacob Ye, and Ed Asner. Ed Asner is currently starring in two plays, both of which are touring the country. You can learn more about his one-man show and his new political comedy, and find out when they're coming to a theater near you on our website, wbur.org slash circle round. The featured instrument in today's story was the accordion. 
You can learn more about this reed instrument and see a picture on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle around. Have you subscribed to Circle Around yet? If not, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please write us a review. You'll help other people find the show. Circle Around is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Around is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. My name is Marlo, and I live in Brighton, and my favorite Circle Round story is the Basilisk. My name is Arwen. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and my favorite Circle Round story is the fire on the other side of the world because I like the part when the spider comes back with fire. My name is Nolan and I'm from North Carolina. My favorite story is Stella and the Dragon. And my favorite part is when Stella tries to fall the boulder as far as she can float. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.